This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, summer is my absolute favorite time to live in Colorado. And the air quality isn't even that bad. Yet. So me and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia and our regular host, Bree Davies, are sharing some of our favorite ways to make the most of our pre-smog summer. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to CityCast Denver. We're talking about the news, the news of the week, which was kind of scant this week, in my opinion. So we just said, screw it. Let's talk about fun summer stuff we like to do say, instead. So we're not talking about the news of the <laughs> yeah, week. Not really. Because <laughs> there wasn't much locally happening. Right, right, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, it was just, we wanted to just have a fun conversation about good stuff to do in the summer. And so we all picked out some, some things that we like. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the two things that I have picked out. I feel like this is, these are things that I've been sitting on for, in, I mean, in one case, years um, that I can't believe other people are talking about. But anyway, we'll get to it. Um, I'm wow. here with Bree, our host, regular host. Hi, Paul. And Peyton Garcia, our newsletter writer. Yep. Hello, Paul. Uh, so who wants to start? Who wants to start with a fun summer thing? I'll start. Okay. You know, I'm a concert goer. That's probably the biggest thing I do outside of, quote, work. Uh, and things have changed now that I have a kid. I'm looking for more options for families. And I'm super stoked. First concert for us for the season outside will be at Levitt Pavilion this weekend. We're going to see Thievery Corporation. Um, Levitt Pavilion is in Ruby Hill Park in southwest Denver. Mm-hmm. And they have a ton of free concerts. So they have ticketed concerts, which is cool. Um, but they also have free ones. And it's a really great way to me to get your family together to go to a show you can bring a blanket it's all it's an outdoor grassy amphitheater we bring dinner ear protection for babies also always Mm. important um but we've got montgomery we're gonna take him to see i mean this will be like his eighth concert since he was born so it's not like a big deal to him or whatever but it'll be our first outdoor show of the season and uh, we get to meet up with some friends and i just I don't know. I I grew up going to the Botanic Gardens shows and I was actually looking at their calendar and a lot of their stuff is already sold out. So Levitt is another option. What's the deal with those free concerts at Levitt? Is that like a city thing? I don't really know how that works. You know, they're a nonprofit. So I think they do fundraising and have... That's how they... I'm assuming they get some city money. They are in a city park. Mm -hmm. But I know that... A lot of it is offset from donations. Uh, they sell concessions there as well. So it's also, that's the thing. You can bring your 
you can bring dinner if you want, but they always have great food trucks. So there's other ways to contribute. They have a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also the money that they make from the ticketed events probably helps offset that cost. But they're really, really set on making sure that there's plenty of options for free shows throughout the summer, especially for the surrounding community Mm -hmm. because it's in a public park, Mm -hmm. you know? So I love that they do that. Botanic gardens is a little different. It's a ticketed space. It's pricier. They have delicious food too, but they also have this thing called evenings al fresco where you can go and wander the gardens and they have musicians set up throughout and this is booked, I think, by our friend Bruce Trujillo. Looked at looking at the oh, list. Swallow Hill, of course. Yeah, because yeah. it's a Swallow Hill thing, and I just know Bruce's taste. She's got great taste, and um, they've got different uh, local artists all the way through August, and um, that's also just another way I think for folks to get into local music in a way where you don't have to super commit to going to a full show. Mm-hmm. You can go and wander around. It's on Monday and Wednesday evenings. Um, music starts at 5.30 p.m. Also, it's so nice to be in the Botanic Gardens. Mm. Why not add some live music? Also, an, it's an all-ages, family-friendly option as well. So, Can I just say that I love that you're taking Montgomery to these things at such an early age? Because I know so many people who who just like will stop doing the things that they love, especially stuff like that, like live music because they have a baby. But I just think that's awesome that you're finding stuff that you can take him to and exposing him to that. I, that's something that I hope to do. You know, like one of the things I was going to talk about today was food festivals. And I've already like thought of all the different ways that I'm going to, I'm like, we can still do this when we have kids. We can absolutely bring our kids to these things. Totally. And like, you know, Greg's a musician, so this is just part of our lives. But, um, Growing up, Greg's dad worked at the DCPA. Greg was backstage and at shows from infancy. Hmm. So it was sort of ingrained in him. Like, this is what we do. And so, yeah, Montgomery's already been backstage at the Fillmore. He's been, you know, he's been at shows that everywhere. And it's, I don't know. I think if it's a place that's friendly to kids, why not? Because there's some instances where it's like, okay, my husband has tried to take our baby to a bar. And I'm like, honey, this is a bar. <laughs> like, and they've been like, excuse me, sir, you can't have your baby in here. But there's a lot of options that just take a little bit of extra thought when you're bringing your kid. Well, all right, Peyton, you you invoked the food festivals. Let's, let's go there next. Tell us yeah. which food festivals you're excited about. Summer is food festival season. Um, I love it. I go to... <laughs> Like all of them. Um, full disclosure, I used to work for Dining Out Magazine and, and Dining Out Events, and they put on a lot of the food festivals around here. Um, most notably, they do Chicken Fight, which just happened a few weeks ago at the end of May. Um, they've got Top Taco coming this uh, at the end of this month in June. They did another one called The Wedding Festival, but that's a whole another can of worms. Um, Burger Battle is happening at the beginning of August. That's one of my favorites. Um, And they're just so fun. If you love to eat like I do, it's such a great way to sample different restaurants in just one bite, you know, and they bring their best. Like I had, there's like a number of taco places that I've never eaten at, but I've tried multiple years in a row um, at these festivals. And it's just, it's just so fun. And the vibe is so fun. And there's usually like games and there's lots of live music and um, all you, all you can eat food, all you can drink booze. It's, it's such a blast. They're my favorite part of the summer. That's what I was going to ask you. So I, I don't know if I've ever been to like a food festival, like that's just food oriented. So you buy a ticket and then that's kind of your entry to eat anything. Yeah. So you pay. And I mean, like 
Top Taco and Chicken Fight, I mean, it's not cheap. I think you're paying like a hundred bucks um, oh. more if you're VIP. I can't remember. I mean, I usually get tickets for free because I... Because <laughs> you're a media yeah, person? Yeah. And I used to work for Dining Out, so I used to help with the event, so I would go in for free. But um, honestly, in my experience and when I've taken friends, the amount of money you're paying, if you can shell that out, you get well worth the amount of food music and booze that you know it covers that cost for sure oh and dining out does a steak one too <gasps> yeah it's like a hundred bucks and you get like unlimited steak oh, it's so good and so good. they always make it so fun it's not like it's not like boring like people just milling around eating like there's always live music and games and it's just such a blast and it's like i said it's such a great way to sample different restaurants throughout the city in like quick little bites hmm so fun. The unlimited aspect I'm curious about. The only one of these I've ever been to is the Great American Beer Fest. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's like, a, you know, you can drink as much as you can as handle. You can, I was going to say. Late in the evening, that gets to be kind of a, a weird scene. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> don't know. Like, to these food festivals, you ever have issues with that? or like? I mean, I've never, but maybe that's because Willie and I are also the imbibers. <laughs> so like we're probably the ones causing the scene. Um, and like they usually aren't doing, the ones that I go to, like they're not usually doing beer. Um, hmm. They're doing like hard alcohol. Like you're getting little cocktail samples all night long. Um, yeah. And so by the end of the night, it gets pretty rowdy. They go till really late. They go to like 11 and they've got like three stages for live music. I mean, it's a huge ordeal. Hmm. Um. Where are these usually held? They're, I know they're... Uh, we've done them um, at like um, Stanley Marketplace, like out in the outside area oh, of Stanley, Stanley Marketplace. Place. Yeah. Um, this year, they actually did Chicken Fight at Elitch Gardens, which I didn't go to oh, it this year. Cool. But um, <laughs> I, I said that to Willie and he was like, roller coasters and then limited fried chicken feels like not a great... <sighs> I can hear Willie saying that and I... <laughs> can totally agree with Willie. However, so, the grounds themselves yeah, would be perfect and I don't know if like the rides were off limits. I don't know. I don't know how they made it work, but that was interesting. Maybe like a merry-go-round or like a God, a, that would make me a, throw up. Oh my god, I'm worse. like <laughs> okay. yeah. It reminds me I used to know some dudes that would like do this all you so at at Cosmonita they used to have an all you can eat mm -hmm. enchilada plate. And they would go and it was all you could eat enchiladas until you threw up. Oh, like that was the, that was the competition. This, I'll tell this you. This is it's... begging for a Casa Bonita food joke, but I will not make it. That's for <laughs> yeah, the listeners yeah. to make for their, yeah. themselves. I will tell you, it is, if you're, if you're an amateur at these things, you're going to go and you're going to be unprepared. You're going to get four taco places in and not be able to eat anything else. It's real practice. Willie and I have it down to a T. We go in, we divide and conquer. You don't each get a taco from a place. You get one taco and, and you, you share, share it. it. You share your cocktails. Because it's really about the bite. Just and like you hit bite. the places. You go in and everyone flocks to the first tent, right? And then there's these long lines and you're trying to hit them like chronologically. It's not what that's not going to work. You have to go in with a strategy. Go to the other side. Find, take a lap. Find the places that look really good. Sample those first. Come back. Divide and conquer. There's, Skip there's, the hyped place yeah, till later on. Yeah. There's real, there's real strategy to it. Hmm. What's the number one festival that listeners can't miss if you had to recommend one? That hasn't happened yet that they could still go to. I would say out of the ones that Dining Out Events does, especially Top Taco. I, it's just so fun. And tacos are just one of those things where it's really easy. Like steak, it's kind of hard to do bites of steak all night long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even fried chicken, like... Uh, there's we, a point. There's Yeah. And, and we did the chicken fight and someone was giving out full 
like uh giant uh drumsticks like massive chicken drumsticks and i was like dude you're wasting so much food like people are gonna take two bites and throw that away tacos are such an easy one to do mm-hmm. so fun so quick and easy um that would be the one i'm also a really big fan of burger battle but that's just because i have a special place in my heart for burgers and they cut oh. them into like fourths so you're getting you're getting like mini burgers but it is like a lot of work you definitely want to like prepare your stomach nice for those um and then of course westward has taco landia happening this weekend actually i've oh. never gone to taco landia it's another food festival i don't know how it stacks up to top taco but um that's happening this saturday and I, then i gotta say you know same thing i worked at westward for a long time so i went to these things for free i always have a good time no matter what yeah yeah like if you're just game to whatever the event is and just like go in for the long haul be ready it's a blast yeah go to them if you haven't got, gone to one pick one to go to this summer go to them all i'm gonna go to them all they're a blast paul you have been dying to talk about two specific things yes. that you would not tell us about. Yes. About when we're talking about having a kick-ass summer. So kick, start us. What's your first? All right. The first one is the one I'm most excited about. And this is the one that I, I expect we'll be hearing a lot about from other people probably in about a week. But I haven't seen anything yet. Are you all familiar with the artist James Terrell? Mm-mm. I don't know. I'd have to see he is their work. Okay. He is a, a light sculptor. His medium is light. Oh, you light did send and me architecture. His stuff. And he's been actively working all around the world for, for decades. He's like eighty years old. He's probably most famous for his his most ambitious and still incomplete work, the Rodin or Rodan crater, which is a property he bought that's like a, a, a what do you call a volcano that's not a, a not active volcano? Dormant volcano in Arizona. I was, was like, going to say he's sleeping, but that's clear. <laughs> a sleepy volcano in Arizona, <laughs> and he he's like complete. He's he's filled it up with these rooms that he he specifically designs around apertures to allow light into them, and so the art itself is like these beams of light and color Whoa, that you just I go just and experience. Yeah, like I. I, I if, if you're familiar, like Kanye West cites him as an inspiration. Oh, I so, can totally see that in some of his, in Kanye's work. I could see that. Exactly. Right. So, so this guy, James Terrell, one of his big projects is this still unfinished uh, volcano thing in Arizona. But his other main project is he builds these installations all around the world called sky spaces, which are, they're, they're kind of just like rooms, like single room buildings um, designed after Quaker meeting houses, uh, but each of them has an aperture in the ceiling that are specifically made for like certain times of day for you to experience the sky, like to just observe the sky. And he's been working on one in Colorado, the first James Terrell installation in Colorado. It's, it's opening just outside of Colorado Springs in Green Mountain Falls on June 18th. And they have a whole festival that's happening that, that they're premiering a few other pieces from other people that I'm not as familiar with, but I cannot wait to drive an hour and a half down. And I don't know if I'm going to try to get there at sunrise or sunset, or if there's some other specific time that they recommend, but I've always wanted to see one of this guy's pieces. And, uh, I can't believe it's finally in Colorado. We're moving on up. I yeah. mean, again, a benefit of a growing city is we attract bigger, artists and this is amazing i've never heard of him that's exciting yeah he kind of like incredible 
he sets it up so it frames the sky, right? So then you mm-hmm. all go underneath it and you look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like they have accessibility options. So it's like it's like a 15-minute long hike from a parking lot. But my understanding is that they they have some vehicles that could take you up if, you, if you're not in a position to make that walk. So I don't know. It just sounds like they're doing this the right way. And uh, yeah. like it's pretty easy to get to and it just sounds beautiful i can't wait to see it so you're going it's on your calendar 100 percent that's awesome this episode is brought to you by the colorado wine board because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. All right, and we're back. CityCast Denver Friday, relaxing, chatting about summer. The best season yes. in Denver, for sure, right? I think so. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Recent summers have made me appreciate the winter more because it gets so hot. But I will tell you, I'm in that moment where I don't remember what that's like, and I can't wait for it to be warm because this week's been kind of dreary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all just itching to get out and do I was, the things that we want to do. I was do, I was, I've been going back and forth with the folks at Waterworld, and they're just like, oh, man, we really want to have you guys, but we've just not had a lot of operational days because the weather's been so crappy. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it warming up. Um, yeah, and we're in that sweet spot when it's nice, but the air quality is mm-hmm. not too bad yet. Yeah, that's the and it's not the like 101 part. degrees at noon and yeah, yeah, it's tough. All right, Peyton, hit us hit us with another uh, summer summer wreck. Yeah, so my real go to all summer long is the mountains, um, camping, backpacking, hiking, fishing. I just don't think that. I mean, I'm grateful every day that we're within an hour drive of the mountains. And if you're not if you're not taking advantage of that, then you're doing summer in Colorado wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to find places to find campsites that are are within mm-hmm. an hour drive. It's not it doesn't have to be a big to do. We we regularly go on just one night camping trips. That's a good way to think about it because I think sometimes for people like me, I'm more of a novice or camping against my will person, but it feels like you have to plan some big endeavor that's multiple days and you have to have all this gear. And you've talked about this before, but it's really made me rethink it the overnight. Yeah. I the- mean, some nights when we just want to get away, um, we don't even like set up a tent. We make a little bed in the back of Willie's Forerunner and we grab a pack of hot dogs and uh, that's yeah. it. You go. And sometimes we don't even have a fire. You just go and you look at the stars and you enjoy the wilderness and you turn off your phone. And, and Peyton, do you have a favorite yeah, campsite like, within an hour? Go? Yeah, I do. I have a few. However, I've been sworn to secrecy oh, by my husband. Um, he was like, you can't give away our <laughs> secret spot. 
spots. So I will say this. I will say this. It is easy to find places to camp. A quick Google search. There's a a, we'll pull up a million people who like to camp in in Colorado who have blogs and they're dying to tell you about their hidden gems. Um, It's really not hard. CP uh, CPW Colorado Parks Wildlife is a great resource for finding camping. Um, some, you know, there's some that have reservations. There's some that don't. There, you know, and just kind of depends on what you're willing to pay. And I mean, we like to do um, these non-reservation ones, but you have to like kind of get up at the crack of dawn and scope them out. But it's it's good to have, you know, kind of a list of a list of places to check out on any given day. Um, well. I will not be so stingy. My next thing is also sort of a camping related. And my favorite way to do it is the one night camping trip. Pawnee Buttes, in my opinion, is the best place to see stars in Colorado. There's been a lot of talk about stargazing lately. Mm-hmm. I think the governor just named June like dark skies month. And mm-hmm. there's been some effort in Southern Colorado to create a new like big star or like dark sky preserve around the Sangre de Cristo mountains. Um, but I like the Pawnee Buttes, which is in the Northeast part of the state, right, right out on the Eastern plains. And, uh, it's great because they do dis- they have, they have a dispersed camping area, which means there's no like fire pit. There's no one designated spot for you to put your tent. You can just kind of like walk out onto the dirt and set up your tent anywhere. And you can go right up next to these two big buttes. How, so how far away is this? It's about an hour and a half drive. Okay. Yeah. So like if you leave on Friday evening, you can get there before the sun goes down, set up your tent. And then by the time the sun is fully down, the stars are so beautiful. There's so little light pollution in this space. It's the, it's, I mean, you'll see the Milky Way. If it's a clear night, you'll see the Milky Way. And isn't that what you want out of a stargazing trip to be able I to see it? I love that. I love that. I, I really haven't known where to go to see. Like, that's not something I know, but I would love to go. And I have to say, we think that we know what things look like, like the stars, right? We mm-hmm. see photos of them. The internet will show us anything we want. A couple of years ago, I was on tour with my best friend's band and we weren't in the state. We were actually in California in this border town, El Centro. And after our show, a friend of ours said, hey, let me drive you out into the desert because there's a meteor shower. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Sounds cool. I have never seen anything like that in my life. It Mm -hmm. was incredible. It's like pictures don't do it justice. So even just being able to get out of the city and and out of the light pollution to see the stars it will blow your, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I would love to have an opportunity to do that again in Colorado. So. Paul, we know Bree's stance on camping and we know my stance on camping, but I don't, are you a big camper? I, I like the one night camping trip. Yeah. Megan and I will have planned these camping trips in the past where it's multi-night and we'll always look at each other on, on the first full day in the afternoon at some point and be like, are we really going to do this again? My back kind of hurts. And, but you're a tent guy. You'll you'll set up a tent and sleep in a tent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll sleep in a tent. I'll enjoy it for a night. That's um, great. But yeah. I mean, what, something that we love to do too is um, even if it's not camping, getting up to the mountains, we, because Willie's a fly fisher mm-hmm. and we like to fish the Big Thompson. I'll at least share that with you guys. <laughs> it's not that far. It's like an hour, hour and a half drive. It stretches, you know, pretty far geographically. It's right out. It runs through Estes Park. Um, 
but even if it's not a specific river we like to drive up and just find a good place anything that looks like it'd be, have good like hammocking trees and we'll mm. set up a hammock i'll bring my book we'll pack a little lunch and we'll spend the day you know sitting in the river reading in our hammock it, it's just such a great way to spend a summer day and again like there's so many places that don't offer that within an hour drive you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. just so cool it's why people come here like it's a good reminder to me like the things that we shouldn't take for granted mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you know some a lot of times when i'm driving i forget i'm looking at the mountains you know like or just in the city and i'm like wow those are really close it's an it's a beautiful opportunity that we have and summer is just one of the best times like it pay you and i have talked about this we both all also love like mountain towns right yes like yeah even just taking a day to wander around yeah. estes park it's that's so a, fun in the summer that's a big one for us too like yeah you're only an hour and a half drive out and estes is one of my favorite places oh, to go estes. grab some taffy grab some ice cream you'll almost always see elk in town um they have and a then, river walk it's beautiful yeah and if and if not you know, and if you have the time and you want to do a weekend getaway, I'm like a huge proponent of just doing a little, a little two night, even one night getaway um, to places like Steamboat or Breckenridge. Or if you want to make a whole weekend of it, go to Telluride. Like we have so like, that's so it's a whole experience, right? And you're, it's yeah. just a short drive away. Yeah. So yeah. And cool. the mountains are just as cool in the summer, I think. Oh, I like them better. Even if the you're summer. not a like, you know, I'm not a hiker. I'm not a camper, but just going to another town, mm-hmm. getting out of the city, Get some fresh pine Get, air oh, it's great. in your lungs. Sometimes you'll catch a local festival. You know, there's all sorts of things. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Estes has a, um astronomical observatory I've been meaning to see <laughs> also. I have to <laughs> say that, yeah. There's like a beautiful family story behind it. There was like a mother and a, a, mother and a father who lost two of their kids. <gasps> and so then they, they built this observatory as a... Is like a tribute, so some a memorial to the to the oh. kids they lost, and like it was a, a family thing that they enjoyed doing together. Wow! So oh I've always wanted God. to get up there I, and in all of my meet those people. Estes, I've never, I've never heard that there. either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's something you don't really think about. I think when it comes to Estes Park or the mountains, and and the mountains aren't like the best place to see stars, but it's really more the the plains are better. But um, but yeah, I really want to see that observatory and. Oh visit my them. God! Me too. It sounds beautiful. Breed, you got one more for us? Yeah. Um, I've talked about it a little before on the show, but I love nighttime bike rides in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's a really great way to experience the city. We have, you know, I, I would say the bike trails are better during the day, but even at dusk riding down to Confluence Park, we, um, you know, we live on the West side. So, you know, we'll ri- ride over just to Raices, mm-hmm. um, get a beer on the patio or whatever. Great or- patio. They, what do they have there that they I love? I think they have Haritos or something. They have non-alcoholic options, which is nice. But um, I just – riding around the city is really fun. Uh, and I think, again, when we're talking about getting more people out of their cars, a great way to get used to riding is not just to use it as – think of it as commuting, but use it as recreational in the city. And then you kind of get more comfortable – navigating the city itself but like i mean the the plat trail runs along elich gardens at night it's so cool it's just a really great way to see the city in a new way and enjoy being outdoors and i mean you can take the trails all the way up to golden there's just so many options and we did that a lot during the pandemic but summer's definitely the time when we ride our bikes over to sloan's lake i mean literally anywhere in the city I have one question and one comment. Yes. The first question. (laughs) 
how buggy is it? I've noticed, and this might just be when I, where I'm writing out in the burbs, it's buggy when I ride at night and I don't love that. I would say it's buggiest at dusk, especially if you're near the water. Okay. So if you're on a water trail, it can be kind of nasty. But I don't know. I guess it just I just kind of ignore it because I even get that. We walk our dog at night um, around Houston Lake Park and it's real buggy. So if you if you want to avoid the bugs, I would say don't go at dusk. Go after. Go after. That makes sense. Go at night. And then my comment is you're, you're lighting up though, right? You've got your reflectives. You've got your – because yeah. there's nothing worse oh. than when I'm driving and somebody wants me to hit them with my car because it's pitch black and they're no, on No, I bike. feel you. Yeah, no, definitely being well lit. Um, not just so you can see where you're going, but so cars can see you. I agree because that makes me so nervous as when I'm driving. It's like I'm trying to give you space, but if I can't see you. The amount of times that a biker has literally come out of nowhere and I'm like, dude, put on some reflectives because you almost just died. And there's tons of options. I mean, I would give a shout out. Our favorite bike shop is Yop Cyclery um, on Sheridan. They've got tons of options for reflective gear and lighting and stuff. They also just do great work fixing working on your bikes they're super quick they're nice they're pretty affordable but yeah definitely definitely please and also wear a helmet yeah my gosh how's the lighting on the south platte trail you know it depends on what parts of it you're in Mm -hmm. so i would say the there are some parts that are really well lit and you're fine there's other parts that feel a little shady for sure Mm. still um i'm thinking more like again we will ride down into the city and around Elitch Gardens and around Confluence Park and then come up and maybe get ice cream or something. And where those areas are that have kind of been more developed in the last couple of years are usually better well, like more well lit. Mm. But when you go back towards our neighborhood, it can be a little bit sketchy for sure. So yeah. um, that's also why I kind of recommend riding with somebody else if you can, mm-hmm. just because it just feels safer. But I've never had any sort of situation on the bike trail I had someone almost run me over, like people that go super fast, but I've not ever had any situation that made me feel unsafe. I do think that's one of the best parts of summer, though, is the stuff that you get to do at nighttime that you don't get to do during the winter. Like even just night walks. We do a lot of night night hikes. That's fun. I mean, I've never done a night hike. It's cool. It's just everything just feels different. It's just like when you're biking in the city at night, it the city looks and feels different, you can night hike and it's a different experience. The trees feel different. You've got the stars and the moon overhead. It's cool. It's never occurred to me to do that. It's, it's That's cool. such an interesting idea. Yeah. Huh. Night hike. Mm-hmm. And pack also, some snacks, pack some layers. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, totally. I was going to say even just like we'll go out for a couple hours mm-hmm. and a lot of times we'll go and we'll ride to eat somewhere or something. But Especially when the daytime, snacks. it's so hot yeah, going out at night. It's too hard. It's a whole new experience. It's cool. Hmm. Now I'm excited. A, it's a cool way to get to know the city or neighborhoods that maybe you don't go in that often or like you don't live in. I ride around a lot of neighborhoods and that's how I get to know more about what the sort of built environment looks like say, you know, in Congress Park or somewhere that's pretty far from my house. But by bike, it's not that bad. So before we wrap today, something that I wanted to talk about, but we realized we want to save for a bigger show is swimming pools. It's one of the things I love about summertime is pools. But Paul's mentioned this before. Um, There's a shortage of lifeguards. So not all of our indoor pools are open this summer, but all our outdoor pools will be open in the rec centers. 
However, there's got to be other places. And I really want to know where you all are swimming. Like, where are the other places that you can swim that are either in the city or city close? So give us a call, 720-500-5418. Leave us a message with your name and neighborhood and your favorite place to swim. Uh, You can also text us or you can email us, denver at citycast.fm. But we want to hear from you because we want to do an episode on epic pools. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, and Lizzie Goldsmith. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mochachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver and tell a friend about us the next time you see them. You can sign up for that daily newsletter I mentioned and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you all on Monday. Bye. All right, well, shall we take a quick break and then come back and do another round? Yeah. Do you all want like a, a proper break or should we just get right back to it? We can get right back I'm to fine, it. Yeah.